Mike Kaiser, thank you so much for all that you've done, all that you continue to do, the way you do it. Uh, I, you know, I always say that if I ever, ever write a book about you, it'll be called, What Do We Think? Because I've always appreciated your style of, of listening. Uh, you obviously make uh, the decisions and you make the right ones. It's been amazing to watch how you've also included so many people and different voices into a lot of your thought process, getting to the final decision. So it's been, it's been amazing. So I appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. You've been great for golf yourself. Keep it up and enjoy the, enjoy the sheep ranch. I can't wait. I'm going to enjoy every step, especially coming off of the circumstances that we're going through right now. So uh, be safe. Uh, my best to you and your family. And, uh, and I uh, hope to see you uh, in Oregon in a couple of weeks. Good. Thanks, Matt. Put another log on the fire. Nobody here is getting tired. Welcome to the Fire Pit with Matt Janella. We're back, and it's always good to be at this pit. Although currently in Winter Park, Florida, it's a steamy fire pit every time you walk out the door. Masks on, of course. Hope you're all staying safe and healthy out there. As we continue a short hiatus between seasons one and two, we continue to go through some of our first season of recordings and extract some relevant nuggets or unpublished stories from our distinguished list of guests. With all that's happening this week at Bandon Dunes in Oregon, most notably the U.S. Amateur, we've created another mini-pod serving as a short tribute to owner Mike Kaiser and all that he has done to golf in America and for golfers all over the world. We start with a short bite from Mick Peters, a barber in the town of Bandon for over 50 years who got the first tee time on the first course that opened, the Bandon Dunes course, in May 1999. Mick hit first. Well, we all shook hands and they introduced themselves to me, uh, us, and uh, they handed out these coins and I just can't explain it. It was just something special. I've never had that happen because I've never been to a course like that. And, and it's too nice for me, really, actually. <laughs> but it was it's just an honor to be number one. It's a sweet story. Mick hit first that day, then his son, Mike, and they've gone on to be first and then second off every new course opening at Bandon ever since. Most recently on June 1st, the opening of the Sheep Ranch the Bill Core and Ben Crenshaw design. It was Mick, Mike, and a lot more of the Peters family for their last hurrah. For more on the Sheep Ranch, Mick Peters, and his place in Bandon history, see the link in this podcast description, which is where you'll also see a link to the Bob Gaspar story. Gaspar is Bandon's official Director of Outside Happiness, and his nickname is Shu because he looks like jockey Bill Shoemaker. In this feature, Shu tells you how he found Bandon Dunes, who gave him the nickname, background on his daily weather reviews, his reach on social media, and the impact Mike Kaiser has had on the community. Here's Kaiser on Shu. He's a retired UPS guy who was involved with his Coast Guard in what capacity I've forgotten when he moved from Southern California in retirement to Bandon. And he was working with the Coast Guard and heard about our project and said I, to himself, I want to be involved in this, uh, came into Josh's office and said, put me to work. 
And Jeff said, well, we don't have any positions. He said, put me to work. I don't, you don't need to pay me. And Josh, never looking to, wanting to look a gift person in the mouth, said, well, you know what? I, I got the owner coming out with uh, 48 friends that rented a jet, and they're coming out here to look at the golf course um, a little bit before it's ready to play. I need, uh, and you know what? If you find caddies, they will play. But I don't know where to find them. She said, if you want caddies, uh, just tell me how many. 48? I'll get you 48 caddies. And he found 48 caddies from the Coast Guard. So our, our first caddy corps that one day, where Coast Guard's been taking the day off and caddying for my, my group of Chicagoans. It was great. He's been the voice and the presence of Man uh, Dudes ever since. He's been there for 20 years, over 20 years. In our reporting on several of season one podcasts, including the history of Bandon Dunes, how Bill Corr partnered with Ben Crenshaw, the building of Sand Hills, the plantation course at Kapalua, and much more, we spoke to Bill Corr several times. Here are his thoughts on Mike Kaiser. We've gotten so far away more than our fair share of really special sites, and a great number of those have come from Mike Kaiser. Uh, he, he's been he is simply the most incredible and should be the most highly acclaimed golf developer in the world. And uh, he, the products that he puts out there and the care that he puts into them is just beyond comparison. And, uh, but he finds these sites. It goes back to that, that, that nucleus of playing golf on sandy, firm ground. And in Mike's case, at least until Sand Valley, it was always about somewhere near the sea. Um, he just finds it to be, it's a, it's a connection to 500 years of golf history. And he, he just, I think he believed him before he started doing these golf developments that that was a connection that would resonate with American golfers as well as European and other, other nationality golfers. And he, he brought it to us. He gave us the opportunity to experience that. And he was right. I mean, it's a, it's a, it may be the oldest form of golf in the world, but I think it's still the most appreciated. I always say the only person in golf who's more respected, revered, and appreciated than Bill Corr is Ben Crenshaw, who also provided some insight into Kaiser's success. Man, you talk about a guy who's given us so many opportunities to put our philosophy forward in a natural manner. And Mike is, you know, in his heart, he's a golfer, and he simply wants to present to people something that's entirely different in the world of golf, I think reaches an element in a person that wants to go journey a little bit and travel a little bit to see a destination. Crenshaw always delivers. But one of my favorite interviews of the season was getting time with Jimmy Kidd, David McClay Kidd's father, who I had never realized had such an impact on the building of Bandon Dunes. Here's a little bit from Mr. Kidd on how he and his son got the gig from Mr. Kaiser. David had already said that, uh, well, I don't think that there's any real chance of us. Mike's obviously talking to the bigger guys. 
so to hell, we may as well just go for it. <laughs> and if at the end of the day Mike's offended by anything I say tonight, that's just too bad. But what I what I understood of Mike from way back was that Mike's the sort of guy that really enjoys that. He enjoys the, the, the competitiveness of conversation. Uh, and at the end of the day, he's not a chap, a guy who sits back and, uh, and uh, wants people to just be, um, what's the word I'm looking for, beholden to him and listen to, take on board everything he says. He wants you to argue it. Uh, and boy, David can argue. <laughs> and he did that particular night. And at the end of the day, I thought, geez, David. I think you've probably done it. <laughs> I think we'll be on the next plane home and maybe never back here. <laughs> but it, it worked out fine. I'd say it did. You can hear a lot more from Jimmy and David Kidd on Building Bandon in episodes 8 and 9 of season 1, which is where we asked David and Josh Lesnick what Bandon Dunes means to them now. Lesnick is the current president of Kemper Sports, which helps the Kaiser family manage the resort. But in the late 90s, Lesnick was also the first general manager of Bandon Dunes. Here's Josh Lesnick and then David Kidd on why it's all so special to them, even to this day. For me, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I've been involved with a number of other places, and but Bandon is, is uh, yeah, it's home. It's my home away from home. It's my happy place. I love, you know, the second you step foot on that property and breathe in that air and then get to play those golf courses, um, and Bandon Dunes being my favorite golf course anywhere uh, in the world. Yeah, there's, I don't know that anything could ever take over Bandon Dunes. It's my favorite place in the world. And Bandon Dunes is your favorite course? It is. David, is, is, it, is it hard to think that anything will ever overtake this as your, this is your number one. This is, this is your first baby. Absolutely. Uh, it, I never tire of talking about Bandon Dunes. Uh, I never tire of every visit I make. Uh, I especially love it when I get to take Bandon virgins uh, there who are not Bandonistas yet. Uh, to experience the place with a newbie uh, is still a huge kick. And I know it's the same for you guys. I mean, taking, I probably take at least one or two eightsomes to band in a year. And in that eightsome, I try and make sure there's at least one or two virgins uh, and introduce them to the place and know that it's just blowing their minds. And that's such fun to be part of, to see that wonder again and experience it through someone else's eyes, seeing it for the first time. It, I'll never, ever tire of that. Congratulations to David and his wife, Tara, who on July 2nd, welcomed David Drake McClay Kid. Young David Drake's father started building Bandon Dunes for Mike Kaiser when he was 26 years old, still a baby. And of course, we spoke at length with Kaiser on several subjects, some of which you haven't heard yet. For example, I asked Mike why Bill Corr and Ben Crenshaw are at the top of his list of preferred architects and on Corr's ability to route a course like the Sheep Ranch. They have their own opinions about things, but they don't um, insist that we do it their way. They are really um, open-minded. Not totally, because they have their own style, uh, but they're modest about their um, their own beliefs and are always open to change. You know, if I criticize Bill for, or Ben for a green that I don't like because it's too rumply or a hole like uh, Bannon Trails number 14, which 
It's been through a number of iterations, and that's sort of Ben's whole. They've amended things before they was built and after they were built in a way that the other architects, some of the other architects, I'm thinking of Tom Doak in particular, who's who's brilliant, but he is uh, he's a big golf ego, and uh, I, I take away nothing from him for being certain, more certain than the other architects about this is the way it should be. Because he's so brilliant, I, I in working with him, I let him do that. Because there's only so much you'll listen to from an owner who may or may not know what he's doing. Bill and Ben are more um, collegial. What about Bill Core's ability to unlock a puzzle? Well, you're probably thinking of the Sheep Ranch as a good example of that. Um, and there are many other examples, including Sam Hills, where he and, he and Ben walked for days and days and days to find the best 18 holes. Wow. Out of, you know, they had identified 120 holes, all of which were good, and they had to reduce it down to an 18-hole routing. What a, what a mental uh, thing that is. So the Sheep Ranch, other architects, I won't name them, I've looked at it and said, it's a great site, but it's only big enough for uh, 13, 14 holes. And Bill had known what others had said. Uh, he knew that it was a somewhat constrained site, certainly compared to Sam Hills or Bannon Trails. And said, well, I'll give it a try anyway. And he and Ben came up with this fabulous routing everyone will see on June 1st when it opens. Uh, and all the other architects who thought it was too small just shake their heads and say, I don't know how we did that. In talking to Bill, I know they did it by finding what became the first hole, Kaiser's favorite opening hole on property. They pushed the first green as far north as possible. They built three double tees, two and 18, five and 15, eight and 10. And they maximized the potential and use of the coastline with nine infinity green complexes, including the double green of three and 16. Before we go, here's Kaiser again on his philosophy on fire pits and his favorite fire pit. Because as I'm sure you've heard by now, it was a Bandon fire pit tucked into the trees of Bandon's Grove cottages that inspired this podcast in the first place. We probably don't have enough of them, but we we have them because uh, no one wants the day to stop, and it's outdoors and part of nature at night. So we could have no, we could have many fire pits without a fire, but we've got to keep you warm. So we we want to keep you outside, smoking cigars or not. Um, it's just a way, just a way to warm you, so you stay in nature a little bit longer. Do you have a favorite fire pit? Uh, it's probably the one at Grove County, Jim. We're building one right now for, uh, and I haven't seen it at Sheep Ranch, so it's got, it's going to have some. Grove Cottages doesn't really have a view; you're just part of nature. And the one at uh, Sheep Ranch is going to be resplendent with uh, the visuals. You'll be overlooking the golf course. So wait until you see that. Right now, it's the Grove Cottages. Smart man, to say the least. All right, that'll do it for this mini pod interlude between seasons. Remember, use promo code MATTYG25 to get 25% off your next purchase of apparel at linksoul.com. Ongoing appreciation for Alex Upegi, who helps me produce this podcast, Rex Lint, who adds the sound music and makes it sing. Which brings me to another playing of the complete Fire Pit Anthem, written and recorded by Joe Horowitz, produced by Jakir King, which they called the story, and is available on iTunes or wherever you buy your music. 
For more on the making of this song, The Story, listen to episode 15, which is how we ended season one. We'll be back again soon. Put another log on the fire Nobody here is getting tired Settle down and settle in The story here is about to begin The circle's starting to take its shape Seats are filled in the tired sun Plans its escape And everybody's got some glory Just wait to unfold And everybody's got some story Just wait to be told The place for that is here All those smiles and all Tears, let them go. Put another log on the fire. Nobody hears getting tired. Settle down and settle in. The story here's about to begin. were told of war and gold Lovers lost in a lifetimes Dreams that were sold Maybe you should stop and listen At the wisdom in the air Maybe you should pour your heart out We ain't going anywhere Find your mercy in the sound As the smoke gets pushed around in your soul about